Hey guys, what's up? It's Brent here again, coming at you before the show. Uh, the special bonus episode of uh, the Director Showdown. Not so much uh, the Director Showdown as much as it is the uh, the Director Shrek Down, the Swamp Cast, whatever you have it be. Uh, yeah, so we watched Shrek this week. It's kind of an inside joke between Adam and I. Uh, it's an interesting episode. <laughs> Uh, it was a blast to record. I hope you guys have a, a good time listening to it. But yeah, real quick before we get to it, I just wanted to remind you guys to check out audibletrial.com backslash sticker fridge. Uh, you get a 30-day free trial. You got a free book out of it. Uh, I mean, they get everything. They got all sorts of genres. They got classics. They got new books. You can get uh, uh, get the, what is it called, Fifty Shades of gray or whatever uh i'm a dad my jokes are terrible uh just probably better than those books though uh so check that out uh audibletrial.com backslash sticker fridge um if you can check that out it really helps us out helps us uh kind of defray the costs of putting on these podcasts for for us and for uh you know fam films and for any future ones we put on so uh yeah definitely check it out and uh i've taken up way too much time already so uh yeah let's get to the uh Director Showdown bonus episode, uh, the Director Shrekdown. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Ogre Cast. Mm-hmm. And um, my name is Adam Dauphin, and uh, I am a huge fan of Shrek. Love Shrek. It's a great series. One, two, three, four, and even the spinoff series, uh, Puss in Boots. Great stuff. And uh, with me today is... Uh, Brent, guys, your uh, good buddy Brent here, back again. Uh, yeah, uh, welcome back to the Director Shrekdown, guys. Uh, really excited to be talking about uh, my personal favorite movie. Um, you know, I mean, uh, we've talked a lot in the in the past weeks about kind of all these all these Absolutely, great movies yeah. between uh, you know Kubrick, Spielberg. Um, but I mean, you know, we've There's, we've reached our our final conclusion here, I think, uh-huh. um, with uh, the Shrek down today, and uh, I'm really excited to talk about it. Really dive into uh, Shrek, you know, one of the best movies of all time. Yeah, it's like how can how can anyone compete with the masterpiece that is Shrek? I mean, every single film I think I've ever seen in my entire life has been directly inspired by the 2001 Shrek. Mm-hmm. Absolutely no way any film, even retroactively, it has affected in the mm-hmm. past. You know? Yeah. It's, it's direct influences. You can see it in every aspect of every film. Exactly. It's right there in every shot. The influence, um, you know, on on the, the past, the future, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Shrek, it's a, it's an American classic and we're here to, to talk to you guys about it today for a little bit. And, uh, I hope you guys really enjoy this bonus episode. I know things kind of, you know, uh, came to their natural conclusion on the last one you saw, but, uh, we really wanted to, to, you know, uh, have, have one more here to, to really, to really dive show in. the winner of, of the season. Mm-hmm. You Absolutely. Know? Yep. And, uh, before we, before we get right into it. Um, like we always do, you know, pull up a little plot summary from good old IMDb. Mm-hmm. And um, this one's from, he's, it's written by film underscore fan. So I assume he's a film fan. Yeah, well, I, I assume, uh, I took something a little bit different than you did there. Um, oh, really? I, I think I think he's he's a fan of films. And, um, you know what? That's a great point, Brent. Yeah, you know, I think so too. Um, I'm real. I'm really interested to see what this guy brings to the table. So let's really dive in. Absolutely, because like only a fan of films mm-hmm. would know to do a plot summary for Shrek, like the yeah. penultimate film of mm-hmm. all time. So let's absolutely, see, let's see if he's truly a fan. Let's see. Let's see let's how. Check it out. Let's yeah. see how uh, good of a summary he's got here. When a green ogre named Shrek discovers his swamp has been swamped 
with all sorts of fairy tale creatures That's by good. scheming Lord Farquaad. Shrek sets out with a very loud donkey by his side to persuade Farquaad to give Shrek his swamp back. Instead, a deal is made. Hmm. Farquaad, who wants to become the king, sends Shrek to rescue Princess Fiona, who is awaiting her true love in a tower guarded by a fire-breathing dragon. Ooh, getting exciting here, huh? Mm, yep. But once they head back with Fiona, it starts to become apparent that not only does Shrek, an ugly ogre, begin to fall in love with the lovely princess, but Fiona is also hiding a huge secret. Mm. Wow. That's good. That really, yeah. uh, that's that might be the best, uh, you know, IMDb summary that we've had, um, you know, out Absolutely. of the first season. I mean, it's like now. when you have a film as great as Shrek, mm-hmm. like it's, it's influence just seeps directly into anything that it touches, you know, like even, I agree. even on plot summaries on IMDb, mm-hmm. you know, it's like film underscore fan. You done it. You, you, I think that was the best one we've had all season, right? Mm-hmm. That's great. You know, you know why I think it's because he is a fan of film and mm-hmm. he, he wants to do, do right by the films that he is a fan of. And he's so clearly, um, mm-hmm. it's succinctly a, a huge fan of, uh, of Shrek. And you can tell yeah. by the summary. Yeah. It's great. It's like his summary is intelligent yet not pedantic. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's, yeah. it doesn't talk down to yeah. you. It, 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 it recognizes you. It mm-hmm. sees you as a human yeah. being and it's going to, it's going to meet you on that level. And it's going to really just approach you from a human. Exactly. Level. It's just like mm-hmm. Shrek, you know, like mm-hmm. he, he might be an ugly ogre mm-hmm. on the outside, you know, but it's what counts on the inside. Mm-hmm. And I think film underscore fan truly, truly appreciates that intention. Mm-hmm. With subtlety and finesse, it's mm-hmm. I don't know. It's I, it's skillful. It's bringing tears to my eyes. Yeah, like, no, like, it's about, it's incredibly like, skillful. I'm getting yeah. emotional too. Um, so I mean, I I really wanted to talk, um, just kind of about you know like uh, one of our kind of a usual segments here. Uh, I really wanted to kind of talk about some some really interesting trivia uh-huh. with Shrek. Um, so it was written, you know, first off, it was written by an 83 year old. Oh my goodness! Yeah. The wisdom, mm-hmm. the wisdom that he brings the wisdom, into the story, of course. Uh, and yeah, he was a prolific uh, cartoonist for the New Yorker and a children's writer. Great, great magazine, by the way. Yeah, yeah. really great. Um, and uh, Newsweek once dubbed the King of Cartoons. Um, he actually passed away a couple of years after this wow. movie came out, tragically. But you know, he he lives on forever in his the spirit medium. is in Shrek. Yes, and you can feel it. And Absolutely. it's, it's great. Um, I wanted to bring up too, because it ties into kind of this past season that we wrapped up, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, is that Steven Spielberg one was one of the founders of DreamWorks. Oh, wow. Uh, with, uh, Katzenberg, Jeffrey Katzenberg. Mm. Um, so he was kind of, he was kind of one of the, um, kind of guiding lights behind getting this movie, uh, produced. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I kind of just want to go over this little bit of trivia here. So Steven Spielberg, uh, originally wanted Bill Murray and Steve Martin to play Shrek and Donkey. Like that is that's Bill fact. Murray and who? Uh, Steve Martin, the Steve jerk. Steve Martin, um, yeah. Uh, what else is you know? Steve Martin, yeah. The Steve prolific Martin. SNL. He's, he's Steve in so Martin. many films. Yeah, you know all the ones that you know. Um, like the, cheaper by the dozen. Uh, sure. Cheaper by the dozen too. Yeah. Um, twenty hits. cheaper by the twenty fours. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great movie. Exactly. Uh, by the double dozen, some would call it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the, the mogul, eight by threes. Mm-hmm, that's math. Um, the uh, so Steven Spielberg bought the rights to the book in 1991, picturing Shrek as a standard hand-drawn animated film mm-hmm. for his Amblin Entertainment Company. So this like ties directly into this past season. Um, wow. With the two comedians in mind that we went over, um, he couldn't get the project off the ground until years later. Um, after DreamWorks, uh, the studio he ran with Jeffrey Katzenberg and David Geffen uh, came to be in 1994. So that's mm-hmm. when like it really started like gearing up and, and um, becoming an actual thing. Uh-huh. And really early on, 
So this is this is like legitimately fascinating. Um, so Chris Farley was the original Shrek. Oh, and wow. I remember it was going around on uh, Reddit a couple of years back, um, his like original kind of voice demo, because mm. it was so different than what Mike Myers did, because Mike Myers was the one who who um, was like, I'm going to make him Scottish, and I'm going to make him this actual kind of character. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, so Farley was not only cast in the title role, but he had actually completed recording somewhere between 80 to 95% of his dialogue. Are you serious? Before he passed away in 1997. Wow. So like that's how long this thing was uh-huh. like in the works. Um, in the version of the film Farley worked on, this is interesting, uh, Shrek was a teenage ogre who didn't... <laughs> Who didn't want to go into the family business and had aspirations of becoming a knight, so wow. it was a to- it was a totally different thing, uh-huh. and then it like evolved by the time that it became the two thousand one. See, that just shows the the creativity and persistence that DreamWorks has. You know, being able to take this idea and working with it. You know, working with all these different challenges and just morphing it into a masterpiece. And I think that just shows how Andrew Adamson, the director, along Mm -hmm. with um, the great Vicki Jensen, Mm -hmm. knows how to just roll with the punches, you know, and make Mm -hmm. a masterpiece. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I mean, like we we had talked about it, how DreamWorks, it's like you, you didn't really see them kind of on the, the Hollywood map until this movie. Right. Because it's by far their biggest movie, at least up to that point. Um, but I mean, they had done and I wanted to talk to, to you about this. Uh, they had done they had done some great movies beforehand. They had done. So their first movie was Ants, which oh. was interesting uh-huh. because people view it. People get it mixed up with A Bug's Life all right, the time, right. which is the Pixar movie. And you're absolutely right. In fact, I want to kind of talk about that bit of trivia. Um, mm-hmm. Is that the movie? Okay, so yeah, I wanted to talk about this too. The movie was screened by DreamWorks and Disney lawyers to avoid possible lawsuits. And you'd kind of talked about this too. Mm-hmm. So Shrek was considered by some to be a series of jabs at Disney, with its general cynicism towards the traditional uh, fairy tales that Disney had presented in movie form since 1937. Mm. Snow White, I think it was. Farquaad's castle, and I mentioned this when we were watching it, resembling Disneyland, Farquaad's diminutive uh, stature, possibly a reference to Mm. an infamous quote by Katzenberg's former Disney boss, Michael Eisner, about his hatred of the former employee in in a lawsuit. Mm -hmm. Oh. Oh, that's right. Uh, while there was no legal action, some Radio Disney affiliates did not allow DreamWorks to buy ad time to promote Shrek. Wow. So there definitely was some uh, bad blood, some I think. Some animosity there. Mm-hmm. But it's a parody. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can see that. So legally, you know, obviously Disney has no grounds to have sued, but why would you ever sue um, a work of art such as Shrek? You know, it's mm-hmm. being, it's like the bravery that Shrek took mm-hmm. being able to look at a huge conglomerate such as mm-hmm. the Walt Disney corporation and say, Hey, I don't like what you're doing mm-hmm. and just really sticking it to them. You know, yeah. like so much, Put, so much respect for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Putting your big chubby green middle fingers up and saying, yeah. fuck you. Disney. I'm ogre it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You know, can't put up with that shit anymore. And that's mm-hmm. Shrek. You know, it's just, yeah, it's just so, it's so powerful mm-hmm. to me. You know, like how, like I couldn't say fuck you to Disney. Like right now, look at Marvel, yeah. Star Wars. Well, that's interesting you know? too, because this is really Pixar in such a, um, and I don't want to get too into historical context just yet, but this mm-hmm. is really like a, um, you know, before Disney had kind of fully taken over the fucking planet. Like this Mm -hmm. is before they owned star Wars, Marvel. Like now they, now they're kind of just this big, um, just conglomerate business that makes these, you know, these movies that are good generally most of the time. They're fine. They're fine. But they're not Shrek. They aren't. And just the, the, the bravery, like you said, that it takes, DreamWorks to really 
stick it to the man, Absolutely. you know, is is fascinating. So, I mean, that that's going to be about it on... Well, you know, uh, before we wrap up trivia, I just wanted to kind of run through the other movies that, that they put out before Shrek. Oh, so there was man. Ants. Can we, um, can we talk about Ants for a little bit? Yeah. yeah. Like, Ants, like, with a phenomenal voice performance by Woody Allen, like... I can't. That's right. Remember? Yeah. yeah Woody Allen. That's right. The yeah. uh, the the amazing director actor, mm-hmm. you know, who's done amazing things throughout his entire life, mm-hmm. um, on and off the screen. You know, mm-hmm. it was just fantastic to to hear his voice in ants. Mm-hmm. And what was the uh, what was the soldier's name? What was his name? The uh, the guy um, who played. I can get I can get it right now. Let's, uh, uh, let's take man, because he was fantastic. I I apologize to the listeners out there for so, not keeping up. Okay, so the cast. I'm looking at the cast here. Who boy, heavy hitters. Let me just say right off the bat, Woody Allen, wow. Dan Aykroyd, wow, Ghostbusters fame, Absolutely. and Bancroft. Wow. Uh, recognize that name from history. Sure, can't tell you a single thing she's in. Uh, Danny Glover, Predators Two. Danny Are you kidding Glover. me? Predators 2. Wow. Classic. Gene Hackman. <sighs> Enemy of the state. Yeah, man. Enemy Jeez. of the state. Jennifer wow. Lopez. J-Lo, my girl? Mm-hmm. Man. The Wedding Planner. I mean, don't even get me started on the cast for this movie. Oh, man. Just, it's like, that uh, needs to be our next film, almost, I feel. Yeah. Just... New York Yankees, 1933 team here is what we're looking at with this movie probably plan on that one next mm-hmm. you know i mean yeah you talking about an ants cast i'm talking about an ants cast hey you doing it hey you hear it you heard it here folks mm-hmm. you heard it here first here first but gene hackman yeah was the general you're talking about and yeah i mean mm-hmm. killed it amazing amazing work from gene hackman not a big surprise though he's always putting in good work everything he's doing i mean you 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 gotta look I mean, Shrek is, is, is fantastic, but you got to look to the past, you know, where they come from and ants, the inception of mm-hmm. great animation, mm-hmm. you know? Absolutely. Because also what ants did, and I, I don't want to take us on a tangent down kind of DreamWorks lane here, mm-hmm. but ants was also another fuck you to Pixar because they, mm-hmm. uh, I think, uh, so Bugs Life came out right before Toy Story, right? I think it was their first movie. I think or it was, was Toy Story. No, first? I think it was Toy Story then Bugs Life. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Ants to me, everybody always gets Ants mixed up with the Bugs Life, right? And Ants to me is such an obvious like DreamWorks coming right out of the gate, their first movie. Hey, fuck you, Pixar. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, Disney. We're making a Bugs Life also, but, but. This one is about ants. And you know what? We're not even going to spell it right. We're putting a Z at the end of ants. Yeah, dude. So, oh, fuck man, you. That's great. Fuck spelling. Uh, fuck Pixar. Fuck Disney. Right out of the gate. Oh, Killing man. it. man. Making the dream work. Exactly. You know? Next, after that, they do another fuck you. They go The Prince of Egypt. Ooh, really reeling in. Film. Really reeling oh, in those, those Christian audiences. Yeah. Absolutely. I remember being, I remember, so this came out in 98, December. I was eight years uh, Prin- old. Prince of Egypt, yeah. The Prince of Egypt. Yeah. I remember my church mm-hmm. putting on like a big event, mm-hmm. you know, like, give us five bucks, we're going to buy your ticket, the whole church is going to go to see this Prince of uh-huh. Egypt movie. And that's just like, oh man, DreamWorks mm-hmm. really capitalizing on that Christian, you know, God money right there. Right. Really just taking advantage of it, as it's they like, should. It's like, fuck you, Disney. And we're also good Christians at the same goddamn exactly. time. Can exactly. you believe that? It's the, unbelievable. The bra- bravery. Mm-hmm. Coming so, back to, you know, so hashtag, hashtag director showdown, hashtag DreamWorks, hashtag bravery. Let's get that going. Let's fucking, let's do it, guys. Like um, They deserve some, maybe yeah. the Trump Award Medal for Freedom or something, you know? Like, I know yeah. Trump would absolutely love to see mm-hmm. DreamWorks receive a medal for bravery. I know it. I know it for a fact. The first movie that he played in the White House, I remember this, was uh, Finding Dory, which you can do better, Trump. You can do yeah, better what, than Finding Dory. What is Dory. this, Trump? Come yeah. on. Yeah. 
I mean, first of all, bowing down to a conglomerate like exactly. Disney. This isn't you. You're you're you know you're anti big business. We all know this. We Absolutely. all know and respect this. You know you're our leader now. Um, it would have been great if you, you maybe pop dance up there for the first uh, presidential White House movie, uh, or maybe Shrek. I mean, <laughs> you know Shrek would have been good. T- But, I mean, so that's, I mean, Prince of Egypt, you know, bravery. Um, I, I want to talk real quick about their third movie that they put out, The Road to El Dorado. We all remember that one. Oh, that's a hilarious film. Yeah. I love that. It's so charming, The mm-hmm. Road to El You know the song? The song that goes, the El Dorado, El Dorado, El Dorado. El Dorado. Getting Elton fucking John yeah, in there, you to know? to do it. Jeez. Absolutely. Brave. I mean, we keep Brave. coming back to it, you know? Um, like, he's, a, he's gay, and they decided Yeah. No, to they just him. did a Christian movie. Yeah. The bravery that it takes mm. for DreamWorks to say, you know what? We really, we reeled in these Christian audiences. We got their money. Right. And we're going to use it to pay Elton John, a gay man, to make a song for our next oh, hit wow. Hollywood yeah. production. Powerful. It's just so oh, powerful. My, my heart is just, I just can't, it can't take yeah. how absolutely brave DreamWorks is to yeah. do such things. I yeah. mean, just the leadership there, um, mm-hmm. you know, led by, by Steven Spielberg is just so... Yeah, Steven Spielberg. So brave and really just taking risks. Mm. Um, the fourth movie, one of my you know all-time favorites here, um, all joking aside, uh, Chicken Run, which is a legitimately great, really fun children's yeah, adventure movie. Yeah, I love Chicken Run. Mm-hmm. It was a great movie in, yeah. uh, in the Wallace and Gromit-esque um, animation. I don't know if it was the same. Was it the same people? Who it was, was, yeah. Yeah, we did Wallace and Garth, which was a great show, by the way. Yeah, I mean, Chicken Run, um, you know, one of uh, one of Mel Gibson's kind of last, uh, you know, last features before he unfortunately left us. Um, you know, it's it's really just that's, a, that's the Hollywood machine, you know, churning out a fantastic director and actor. Yeah. As Mel Gibson you can't say that guy has done anything wrong, whether again, like our friend Woody Allen on and off the screen. There's yeah. I mean, how nothing t- hash like tweet us at sticker fridge. Mm-hmm. Tell us what bad things. Mel exactly. Gibson has nothing, done. nothing that has earned him this blacklisting that Hollywood has, mm-hmm. you know, um, kind of stamped him with nothing. Scarlet Letter, one might say. Exactly, absolutely. You know. I would one hundred percent agree. Um, coming back again to bravery, he's brave, and that's why he did this movie absolutely. about chicken. That stop motion animation clay. Yeah, I'm at the height of my career. Sure, I'll yeah. do this clay chicken movie. Great, sounds awesome. This will be great for my career. Mm. And Hollywood destroyed him for it. Chicken Run was, you know, the downfall. That's why Hollywood turned on him was mm-hmm. Chicken Run. Mm-hmm. It was only Chicken Run. Um, but really, that's kind of the thing that brings us to uh, Shrek. Shrek. And that's their fifth movie. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, on a budget of uh, $60 million, they turned that around to $484 million. $60 million. That is chump change mm-hmm. like i have that laying around in my bedroom you yep. know i have that under my actual bed yeah you know it's like they made they made that much money 484.4 million dollars mm-hmm. with i mean excuse my language but you know shit change mm-hmm. you know and they oh man they got this they have a great cast you know you got Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy, Cameron Diaz, John Lithgow. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised if they, I don't know this for a fact, but I wouldn't be surprised if they didn't even get paid to do this, you know? Yeah. No, I, 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 I don't think they did. You know, I think that they, they realized that they were working on a, on a master exactly. work. On a, pardon my language again, a freaking masterwork here. And, 
you know, they, they, they saw the, the, you know, residuals after the fact, I'm sure. But mm. I mean, this movie, I mean, let's talk about Mike Myers for a minute. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. The cat in the hat. I mean, this movie, yeah. you know, propelled him to stardom. Mm-hmm. And we're talking cat in the hat. We're talking the love guru. I mean, from Ugh. this, from this movie Man. on, I mean, it's it just only, up and up and up. Yeah. It's really crazy. Like to go from a nobody at the time, like right. the like the, so he was in this show called Saturday Saturday Night Live. Like, what is that? You know what that is? Like, I just saw it on his IMDb. It's like he um, was like various characters or something. I, I don't know. It's an animated show. Oh, really? Yeah, I think it's on Comedy Central. <laughs> You know, some shit show like that, mm-hmm. and then to come on to Shrek mm-hmm. and do the voice of the titular character Shrek. Yeah, and one to- of this generation's most prolific uh-huh. icons. It's like grow- growing up. You know, um, th- th- there were a few movies that that you know our generation really latched on to. Right. You know, I mean, Cat in the Hat is one of them. Absolutely. Um, I, I don't think it would have been anything without this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, Love Guru. Love Guru. Um, I mean, that's a little bit later on, but still. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you got Spirit, Stallion of the uh, Cimarron. Also another really huge one. Um, Absolutely. I, I mean, just iconic. Just iconic. I mean, you walk around with your kids and... Or, I mean, mm-hmm. you're, not your kids, your uh, your. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, your, your friends, friends, your friends in friends, like fourth, absolutely. fifth grade, yeah. saying, "In the morning, I'm making waffles," you know, and then you're just saying, "You and your buddy." Uh, I mean, I I remember, uh, you know, me and my uh, my buddy Leif would, uh, you know, we'd walk around, and we'd kind of take turns sitting down on different things, and uh, you know, I'd say, I'd say, "Yo, Leif, in the morning, I'm making waffles." And then he would sit down, and then he'd say, Hey, Brett, in the morning, I'm waking waffles. And, uh, you know, it's just iconic art. The best art kind of reflects itself in, in the people who experience it. You know, I just couldn't, when I heard that story, I just couldn't, I, I just had the, I was so into what you were saying. Mm-hmm. Like, I I could tell I was just you very you had a visceral response to it. Like I felt like I was there with you and your friend. Yeah. Experiencing that intimate moment. Yeah. You know. It's powerful. This I mean, this movie you know, impacted my life right. um sincerely and powerfully, I think. Um you know, I, I think it may be time for another one of our, you know, usual segments to kind of try and fit this into kind of that, you know, archetype right. here. So, so this this film was made in uh, two thousand one, two thousand one. Remember that year, everyone? Mm-hmm. That was the year I got my uh, yeah. micro scooter. Micro scooter. Mm-hmm. That was the year that I was in a uh, middle school, tough time. Mm-hmm. You know, being a sixth grader and there's just nothing in that year was worse than me being a middle schooler in 2001, Mm -hmm. you know? And sometimes like when you're dealing with that awkwardness of middle school in 2001, Mm -hmm. sometimes you need a hero and that hero was Shrek. Yep. You know, I would be, picked on you know for drawing power rangers Hmm. you know like not not understanding my body things were changing nothing's worse than that in 2001 Mm -hmm. and shrek came along and said hey it's not about what's on the outside it's gonna get a little teared Mm -hmm. up here hold on i mean let them flow man let them flow it's not about what's on the outside about what's on the inside because mm-hmm. we we all have we all have layers yeah you know and you can be an onion you can be a parfing berry whatever the fuck you want mm-hmm. but as long as you're a goddamn good person you know yeah 
I mean, that's that's really the the takeaway here, you know, is that uh, it doesn't matter what's on the outside. Mm-hmm. You know, you could be mm-hmm. uh, a fat green ogre, and right. at the end of the day, if you're a good guy, you know, or if you turn into a good guy, cause Shrek's not a good guy at the beginning of this, you know, mm-hmm. then you know that's uh, that's that's really all that matters. Right. You get right. you get the girl at the end of the day. Absolutely. Know? Mm-hmm. Girls will always go for the nice guy. Mm-hmm. You know, you as a nice guy, you deserve to have beautiful women. Mm-hmm. You know, like Absolutely. that's just a fact of life. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I mean, women are women are going to get over it. You know, I mean. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, the, all the stuff on the outside, that superficial shit. Bullshit. Yeah, all that's going to fade away. Right. Um, yeah. But only pretty girls, like hot girls, understand mm-hmm. that. You know? Like all the other yeah. uh, ugly girls, they don't they don't get it. No. They don't get it. No. But I just feel like Shrek himself was like this. He was this lonesome entity in his swamp. You know? Like he's just alone he's just dealing with himself and he's content Mm -hmm. you know and i feel like i relate to that Mm -hmm. you know like you don't want you don't want to be bothered by any anybody but you know why he was there because everyone else shunned him like i felt in 2001 Mm -hmm. in middle school you know it's not because you didn't want to be integrated in the community hell no you wanted to be a part of everyone Everyone else is like, but you got shunned because of what was on the outside. Yep. You know. Exactly. People sitting there in the lunchroom pointing at your fedora and saying, right. look at this loser. Look at this Look at this geek. Look at this geek loser. Look at that you know? fashionable fedora. Mm-hmm. Look at this guy. Does he think he's better than us because he's wearing a fedora? Yeah. Right. You know, I do. But... I'm actually better than you. Right. Is, is exactly. what they don't understand. And that's, mm, that's mm-hmm. what Shrek really tapped into, right. you know, for me. But what you really, what you really kind of touched on there is something I really want to get into, um, you know, with Bill, you know, putting up walls, right. Uh, because exactly. that's such a kind of a topic so, of controversy. So yeah. Yeah. It's such a, a big topic currently, you know, in our, our nation. Um, there's there's some very prevalent themes in this movie. Yeah. Um kind of about the, you know, the protagonist and the antagonist kind of representing kind of dual ideals of uh nationalism and imperialism. Absolutely. And um I I was just wondering kind of what what you kind of took away from those kind of notions in in the movie, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um Lord Farquhard, he um issued a an ordinance to ban all the fairy tale creatures to uh shrike swamp so we start off with one of our one of our heroes donkey mm-hmm. oh man we have not talked about donkey we'll get into him but yeah. donkey was uh being handled by his oppressor this elderly white elderly white lady white white lady mm-hmm. all right and she was trying to sell him donkey a literate animal who can talk special, special animal. Voiced by a black man. A black man. Let's, I mean, that's part of the equation there. Right. I mean, that's what they're talking mm-hmm. about. That's mm-hmm. what they're, that's what we're dealing with here. Yeah. You know, uh, that's the stakes that we're dealing with, uh-huh. you know, but continue. I'm sorry. It's okay. No, no, Eddie Murphy. Yeah. Like, um, a voice of the African American community. There is none other than Eddie Murphy. Mm-hmm. He was absolutely fantastic in this film, and he was being sold to the knights because he was a quote unquote fairy tale character, mm-hmm. and they like to label you know mm-hmm. anyone who might be extraordinary as. A fairy tale as character being, as being a monster, right? Yeah, I mean, and and we're dealing with two things with that notion. 
on one hand you have slavery, you know, um, which I mean, we don't need to, to recap mm-hmm. uh, slavery here. And then you have the Syrian refugee crisis. Absolutely. And it's Shrek realized that those two things were going to come to a head at mm-hmm. a certain point. Mm-hmm. And then that's kind of what they were, were working with here yeah. with, with uh, the script for Shrek and, it's really powerful stuff. It was a little subtle, but I also felt that it was allusions to the Holocaust. It's a little, okay. su- it was like artfully subtle, you know, being sold to the knights like that, mm-hmm. being marked down and rounded up like animals, you know? Mm-hmm. I shouldn't say like animals, like non, non good things. Mm hmm. You know, like non-people, non-people, mm-hmm. and donkey is worthy of freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, absolutely, and he he you know gets that freedom soon after, and it's incredibly triumphant, and it's funny, and they're yeah. you know they're funny funny lines like we talked about with mm-hmm. the waffles, and um, you know, it's like things. that's what's great about Shrek too. It's like. They they hit you really hard with like these deep themes, Absolutely. and then they balance it out with jokes and laughs. But the jokes are, within themselves are relevant to the themes. Mm-hmm. It is masterful in the writing in that way. Absolutely. You know? Yep. But even even so, like even the improvisation by Eddie Murphy. <sighs> yeah. He was still able to keep it within. The themes of, like you said, nationalism and imperialism mm-hmm. within his improv. How can? Yeah. Who does it's that? Masterful. Who can do that? It's masterful. It's it's um, brave. Yeah. I mean, this is the guy um, who. I mean, I mean, we're talking. We're talking Pluto Nash here. We're talking Norbit. I mean, this guy is just just heavy hitters yeah, throughout me, his career. Let me name you a few. A few of his Absolutely. nominations. I mean, I, I named a couple. Yeah, I mean, yeah. keep keep them keep them rolling Look, though. Yeah, Kids Choice Awards. All right, mm. favorite movie actor Beverly Hills Cop two. He won. He won the Kids Choice Awards for oh, that. Oh shit! Yes, much deserved. I would say absolutely. It's Beverly Beverly Hills Cop two. <sighs> Classic. Yeah. Classic. I, mean, I didn't. Even, I didn't even want to get started on that one. Favorite voice from an animated film, Shrek 2, nominated. Whatever. Whatever. He got nominated. It's fine. Should have won. I mean, mean, he won won for Beverly Hills Cop 2. So he's like, he's a humble guy. So he's like, you know, give him somebody got. I got mine. I got mine. You guys can get yours, you know. But hey, three years later, favorite voice, same category. Favorite voice from an animated film, Shrek 3rd, won. There we go. Comes back around, you know. I mean, that's karma, baby. That's karma. That's karma, baby. Yep. He gave it up for a year. He said, you know what? You take this one. Absolutely. Kids' Choice Awards winner. Yeah. And, um, I mean, really, we haven't, we haven't talked about it on the, on the podcast before, but I sure. mean, the, kid, the Kids' Choice Awards is such a pure distillation of what makes good art. You know, like the, Absolutely. the winners yeah. of this kind of contest may seem it may seem like we're joking like we're like we're poking fun at something like oh they get slimed whatever blah 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 but you got to have some fun sometimes like geez why we got to be a stick in the mud and the purity of childhood right kind of distills all the bullshit away innocence exactly the innocence so it's it's the purest award ceremony as far as i'm concerned right you know um you got all this stuck up again the hollywood elite you know, mm-hmm. them in their foo-foo uh, Oscars and Golden Globes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bunch of bullshit, in yep. my opinion. Who won Who won Best Picture this past year? Who, who was it? Um, La La Land. <laughs> La La Land? Yeah. They had literally no ogres in that film. Nope. There wasn't <laughs> a single... O- and you know what? Problematic. Whatever. You know? Yeah. Uh, not a single ogre... In the movie, mm. um, I mean, I think Shrek really brought to light just how few ogres there are uh-huh. in movies. Yeah, like there's so many ogres out there looking for work. Exactly. Like in Trump's America, 
I'm sorry. I got to go there. In Trump's America, there's all these ogres that voted for Trump, and for good reason. Absolutely. Because they're working at swamps, and they get laid off, and they can't. It can't work no more, mm-hmm. you know. And, and and Trump goes goes over there and says, "Hey, we're gonna reopen the swamps and get them fucking going again." Like that's nope. fucking beautiful, dude. Yeah, <sighs> absolutely. I mean, you know. And then they're you know Hollywood's over here hiring black women, yeah. Asian men. They've had it's, come on, yeah. Look, come on. Look in the rearview mirror. Mm-hmm. Look who's chasing behind your old mobile. Oldsmobile. I'm sorry, I'm, get, I'm getting emotional he's, again. He's, um, yeah, it's you okay, know, man. it's uh, it's it's just tragic. I, you know, it's yeah. You know, they're looking behind their signature Steven Spielberg shot rear view mirror, yep. and saying, "You're not worth it, nope. Shrek. You're not you're worth not, it. You're not going to bring the the big box office bucks. Yeah, even though you cast an ogre in Shrek." An ogre named Mike Myers, and he brings you home the bacon, and he gets you almost $500 million, and you have the fucking audacity to say, oh, it's not because we cast an ogre in this role. Right. And right. it's... it's. They said, oh, I can't believe that. Yeah. Mike... And... I mean, they they still gave him a little bit of chance. Yeah, they gave him Can the Hat and then The Love mm-hmm. Guru. Which, then, I mean, by all means, were his, his biggest movies. And, right. You know, kind of how he defined himself. But, I mean, it's still, it still really breaks your heart to see, you know. Oh, man. But it just, it just gets me so worked up when you think about uh, how terrible Hollywood is in that respect, you know. Yeah. It's like Hollywood is Lord Farquaad. You know, bless you. Thank you. Uh Hollywood is Lord Farquaad. Mm-hmm. They are just this small insignificant thing but with so much power at the same time. Just trying to compensate for mm-hmm. their shortcomings. Right. You know, with and their castles and their Disneylands. And they're just jealous of how huge ogres are, mm-hmm. you know, with all their layers mm-hmm. and complexity. And you just, you, you can see that. You can just see that in Shrek, mm-hmm. you know, like Lord Farquaad literally torturing, waterboarding, I should say, yep. waterboarding the litter, little gingerbread man. Hollywood Hollywood waterboards. They waterboard... All the minorities, especially ogres, you know. know. There's a reason why the gingerbread man was brown. And I know know I'm getting emotional again here, but um, I mean, you know, it's that's that's a Muslim man. That's a Mexican woman. That's that's you. That's me. That's all of us. All of us. All of us are the gingerbread man here. Yeah. And if we don't fight for the weakest of us, uh, then we're never going to succeed. I, I, know. I put that's my why, hands up. That's because... why we have to really have faith in President Donald J. Trump. Mm-hmm. Because this is why we vote for him. This is, this is, this is why we're here. Mm-hmm. You know? And... You know, we can talk about, you know, James Comey or, you know, other stuff that people insult him for that I don't know of. Hollywood, ever access Hollywood buses. Yeah. Who cares about access Hollywood buses? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we joke around all the time. Shrek jokes around all the time. You know? Yeah. Like yeah. why can't why can't Donald J Trump do it? I mean, exactly. He's Easy. he's just like Shrek. So know? he's gonna, he's going to take down the goddamn Hollywood elite, as he should. Meryl he Streep, should. get out of here, Meryl Streep, you <laughs> with your amazing acting and your and your lovely aging process. Yeah, <laughs> whatever. We don't need that here. We don't need that We're shit. Done. You know, but um, <sighs> what else? What else did you take from? What was your favorite scene in Shrek? I should ask you. 
I know there's so many. It's no, just I mean, so every, many. It's every. I mean, the thing about Shrek is that it's such a tightly wound piece of entertainment. Right. It's like every scene has purpose. Every scene has, you know, entertainment going on. Uh, it's it's so the script for this movie is so fucking tight. Yeah, absolutely. Tight. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's just so well done. I would say. You can't say the waffle scene because you already brought it up. Oh, I was gonna say the waffle scene. I mean, wow. Um, we all I love mean, it. second to the waffle scene. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. What's yours? Do you have yours like off the? <sighs> yeah, man. That's a. I know it's a tough call, but if I had to say, it's when Shrek and Donkey go through a sunflower patch field you know yeah and we all had a lot of fun you know beating lord farquaad's knights it was a good time you know donkey and shrek really bonding really bonding Mm -hmm. over um murdering dozens of knights and justly so because those knights were pure unadulterated evil yeah you know Hatred. hatred and they're on their quest to go save Princess Fiona. And we go through that sour, that uh, sunflower patch, you know. The sour patch kid. Right. Patch. And um, they, like, Shrek is smart. He's a smart guy. He goes and finds food to eat. He finds an onion, eats it easy. Mm-hmm. And he says, you know, ogres, they're like onions, layers, donkey. And Donkey says, how about Parfaits? Parfaits, they have layers. Yep. And, you know, that's like, it's so insane. It's all about perspective, mm-hmm. you know? Like, Shrek, yeah. he doesn't think highly of himself, and he wants to be a smelly onion with layers. Yep. But Donkey's like, well... Parfaits have layers. What, yeah. What about cake? What about too? cake? Yeah. And it's it's powerful because you really see kind of the the class system mm-hmm. at play here mm-hmm. because you you have this lower caste uh, lower class like individual here who who thinks he's just an onion, right? And all of us could be cake. All of us can be parfaits. Mm. And that scene resonates with me every time I see <sighs> yeah. it. Yeah. You know it's. Like, it's really overwhelming. Like every time I see that scene, I haven't teared mu- up as much during that scene than I did maybe the ending to Saving Private Ryan. Mm-hmm. You know, like I just couldn't contain myself. Yeah, you know, it's just so many layers of themes and emotion. Mm-hmm. You know, like I. I always thought of myself as an onion and you know, this movie just makes me feel like I could be a cake. I can be a parfait. Absolutely. Absolutely. You could. Yeah. I mean the, the ogre arcing kind of themes at play in this movie mm-hmm. are timeless Yeah, and they're powerful and they're brave and it's, it's beautiful to see. Um, as I mean, as for, as for my favorite scene, mm-hmm. I would I would have to say it's Fiona's kind of reveal at the end. Oh she, man, don't even when ugh. when the sun when the sun's setting and Ooh, she yeah, in yeah. front of this this audience of, of humans who, you know, one second they're they're looking up to her and they're admiring her, they're idolizing her. Mm-hmm, and then mm-hmm. the next the sun sets and she's turning into her, her true self. Right. And it's such a beautiful metaphor and that that scene when Mm -hmm. when shrek kind of realizes you know who she who she actually is and she shows him kind of her true self right um it's beautiful and i Mm -hmm. think that scene is is emotionally you know the most heavy hitting in the movie for me so dude i i couldn't agree any more but um on that note let's Let's move on mm-hmm. to another segment. <laughs> 
Yeah. And since this wasn't directed by Steven Spielberg or Stanley Kubrick, um, let's. What would you think? How would how would Stanley Kubrick or how would either one of them do? Well, let's let's break it up like this. I'll do Stanley Kubrick's version. You do Steven Spielberg's. Okay. Yeah. So Stanley Kubrick's Shrek, two thousand one. Two thousand one. A rather fitting year for uh, his version of Shrek. Um, I think Shrek would have died. I think it mm, would have been mm, a tragedy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think a lot of kind of the early stuff would have been left in, kind of the, the classist, kind of imperialist versus nationalism ideas. Yeah. Would have been there because he's an ideas man. Right. I, I think he still would have gone on this adventure, but just knowing that he's not going to get what he wants. Right. And I think at the end of the movie, instead of, of, of Farquaad being kind of this understanding, kind of uh, cuck leader, mm-hmm. if you will, this mm-hmm. libtard, yeah. um, then I, I, I really think that him and his, his knights uh-huh. would have slayed Shrek and he would have died kind of so so here's here's kind of my thought process here is that Shrek bursts into the kind of the wedding chapel and he he runs up to this kind of stage or where the ceremony's happening and then Farquaad you know he shoots him down the knights shoot him down there's arrows sticking out there's there's blood oozing out everywhere Oof, yeah mm-hmm. and and it's just you're just on the edge of your seat it's gripping. And I think he would have reached his hand up to Fiona's. We see this kind of slow zoom in shot. Kubrick slow zoom in of her human hand reaching into his as her hand turns into an ogre hand. Oh my God. And then, and then he takes one last look at her Mm -hmm. in her actual form Mm -hmm. and a tear rolls down his eye and he dies. Mm-hmm. Credits. You know that's that's exactly what I think Kubrick would do. Even though I don't think that would ever amount to Shrek, the one that the film that we saw. Agreed. Unfortunately, yep. you know I don't think Stanley Kubrick has the uh, the magnitude to be able to execute this film. And I love you know I love Stanley Kubrick. Mm-hmm. But you got to give credit where credit is due, yep. you know. But that was uh, that was wonderful. Thank you, Brent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is uh, I mean, what is your take? Uh, kind of for I mean, I, I know it's kind of it's closer. <sighs> yeah. the The film inherently is a little closer to Spielberg mm-hmm. because he was the one kind of like producing it along the way. But what is your kind of uh, Spielberg's take of uh, Shrek? I think we would. Um we would have the Holocaust imagery a little bit more stronger. It would, it would yep. have, um, it'd be black and white and we would see, we would see donkey you there. Man. Yeah. I just, I'm thinking about it now I and I, I just, know. I see the little shoes. <sighs> yeah. Uh, and yeah. you know, donkeys there being pushed around by, a Nazi officer, and no, nah, um, I can do this. Hold on, yeah, and power through. He 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 gets pushed around because he's different. He he he's gifted. I think he would still be talking. He's still talking donkey, um, but he gets pushed into a. Um, you can't sign camp. Him. You can't, can't silence, silence him. him. And the Nazis, they keep doing it. They do it over and over again, but he keeps talking, saying, I'm allowed to talk. I have the right to talk. You can't oppress me, mm-hmm. you know? And They can't ogre powers. They can't. And they keep pushing him. And he develops a friendship with another inmate. And that, that man, mm-hmm. the legend, Shrek. Okay. They would, he would at first they the friction is great between them you know like obviously Shrek is an ogre 
and he doesn't like to be around other people. Mm-hmm. But under Lord Farquaad, i.e. Hitler, yep. everybody, okay, um, they're forced to be in these little tiny um, houses, camps, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, I will. Yeah, camps. And uh, they go. They they hate each other at first, but over time, over time, they develop a budding friendship. You know, and Donkey obviously doesn't shut up, but. It gets to the point where they want to execute Donkey, and mm. you know they're they're dragging him away from Shrek, mm. and uh, oh man, the only thing in color in the shot when Donkey is dragged away <sighs> is a yellow waffle. Oh man, it's yeah. Just I agree. The thing that really brought them together, you know, that yellow waffle. Like, imagine that yep. with black and white background. Because because he he never got the chance to make them. Yeah. And so this was his, you know, his last opportunity. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. I mean, I I think I think both takes are valid. Mm-hmm both incredibly powerful in different ways. Um, I mean, would have been very different things than the masterpiece that we got here. Right. I mean, I'm, I'm glad that those two versions weren't what happened, you know, Mm -hmm. like we don't need, we don't need those. We don't, we don't need Stanley Kubrick or Steven Spielberg. We got Andrew Adamson and Vicki Jensen, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Absolutely. And when a hundred years from now, they're going to look at film when we're dust. Yeah. Yeah. And film is this ancient art form. You know, no one, no one, no one watches films anymore in the future. No one cares because they have, you know, I don't know, virtual environments. You're living a a virtual life as Mm -hmm. a a Japanese woman in nineteen eighty six. Exactly. You know. And they're gonna show their kid they're gonna go kids are gonna go to school, you know, in their future school, you know. And they're gonna have a little a little section in their history books. And it's gonna be about film. And they're gonna say the defining film that represents all film was the two thousand one animated Shrek. Yep. Well, I can't I can't I can't possibly agree with you more. I mean, we're 100% on the same page here. Mm-hmm. Um, this movie I mean, you want to kind of final thoughts wrap yeah, this up. Yeah, absolutely, um, cuz I'm getting it's a little bit too much for me, yeah, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm becoming overwhelmed kind yeah. of the more we talk about it. Um I mean, my my final thoughts on Shrek, I mean, this this movie is the ultimate masterwork you're you're not gonna you're not gonna find uh, a better movie you know if, if 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 you want to kind of appeal to everyone i mean is kind of the the assessment there the kind of metric uh this movie has amazing characters has themes for fucking days the plot is just so it's so quick and succinct and just beautifully written Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it's it's amazing Mm -hmm. shrek is um i mean as as good as it gets and so that that's kind of that's kind of where i leave shrek and kind of what what are your kind of final thoughts there adam man you just i just want to like get your audio copy pasted over my portion because i could not agree more i think the only word you left out was that it was brave yep that it was one of the bravest films Mm -hmm. i've ever seen you know it's you laugh you cry and hey maybe you can learn something too yep 
You're going to learn something. Mm-hmm. And if you can just peel back all the layers that you have, all that prejudice, all those layered prejudice that yep. you have. Just get over it. Just get over it. And just feel, feel as Shrek does about his life and Princess Fiona. And it doesn't, doesn't matter what you look like on the outside. Except you should be hot, and you like if you're a hot girl, you should like nice guys, you know, whatever. But yeah, you know, like Shrek, you, you can be you can be black, yeah, you can be a Jew, mm-hmm. you can be Japanese, even. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But I, I'm sorry to no no dive into the no of that. no. I'm so glad you 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 brought that in. It's just I just can't. I can't fathom anything that comes close to 2001 Shrek. Mm-hmm. Agreed. You know, it's the it's tight. It's so goddamn tight. You know, I mean, you got you got interspecies love. I mean, beautiful. I mean, why why would anyone care about that? Like, who cares? It's love. It's whatever. Yep. You know. Donald Donald J Trump doesn't care about that no. stuff, you know. I mean, Mike Pence. Mike Pence. Yeah. He's, I mean, he's pretty into horses. You know what? You do you, Mike Pence. Mm-hmm. Horse, you know, man love. I mean, who cares? Fine. Yeah, it's fine. Absolutely, you're the vice president. Yeah, you can do whatever you do, want. Do what you want. You know, you do you. Yeah, you're you're a hero. Yeah, and, and brave. Mm-hmm. So. Um, on that note, I guess we'll we'll wrap things up. I mean, man, I'm, this was a very emotional mm-hmm. and brave episode here at Director yeah. Showdown. I'm I'm really glad that we took a chance mm-hmm. and really dove into this movie because um, the, I mean, this movie has been how long has it been? It's been affecting me for you know 16 years right. and i think deep down i've been i've been dying to talk about it right. with someone for really over half my life this movie's been out over half my life now mm. mm-hmm. and um i was really happy that we were able to to talk about it on this on this bonus uh episode of director showdown you know yeah despite our differences between stanley kubrick I th- and I steven i think we Spielberg. really we really came together and yeah and are just in total agreement about and that's the beautiful thing about this film. It mm. brings people together. You can be a parfait or you can be an onion. doesn't matter. Yep. Absolutely. It don't matter because we all got layers and yep. we're all beautiful. Absolutely. Get over it. So, uh, I mean, with that being said, guys, mm. uh, you know, thanks for listening. And uh, be sure yeah. to watch Shrek. You know, yeah. I mean, if you watch only it again, saw it, yeah, yeah. If you only saw it when the substitute teacher mm-hmm. came in in uh, fucking seventh grade mm-hmm. and wanted to, she was hungover and wanted to put a movie on. I mean, <laughs> watch it again because you're gonna take some new shit away from it. It's a, it's a fucking brave masterwork. Brave and Spe- um, especially brave. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, I mean, yeah. Beyond that, you know, follow Be- Sticker Fridge. Follow, follow Adam Fridge. and I. Yeah. Uh, on uh, social media, talk to us about this. Please yeah. talk to us. About Let's this. get the conversation going. Let's get the conversation started you know? here, guys. You like, know? America needs Shrek. Mm-hmm. America needs Shrek. Hashtag make America Shrek again. There was, absolutely, make America Shrek again. There was one pivotal moment that happened in America in 2001. And it was not... As many would lead you to believe, September eleventh, two thousand one. What was that? I don't even remember what what Who that cares? was. It doesn't matter. Okay. It was May twelfth's release of Shrek. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. So if we're on the same page here, hit us up. Let's get a conversation started. Let's do it. Let's do it. All right, guys. Director showdown. Be sure to ch- out. <laughs> be sure to check out. Uh, be sure to check out. Oh, uh, what's the other fucking podcast? Oh, <laughs> fan films. <laughs> <laughs> <You> fucking- <laughs>
<laughs> we break in the last fucking minute. Um, yeah, fam films. Check that shit out. Check out uh, Revenge of the Sea. I feel sequel. like we need a break at the yeah, end. Uh, like, geez, <laughs> I'm like lost in my own fucking mind right now. We were... I don't even know. It's fine. That yeah. was fun. If, I was 100% serious this whole time. That's yeah, sure. absolutely. I mean... All that crying I was doing during <laughs> was the, the podcast was sincere. But yeah, check out Fam Films. Uh, that's the sister podcast of Sticker Fridge. And uh, I don't know. Do we have any, any um, other I news? mean, check out um, Sticker Fridge in general. We got a new uh, Heroes and Fantasies oh, documentary yeah. up. That's like really, good. really cool. Um, yeah, over Brian. The, yeah, that Brian basically put together. Yeah, it's really good. About, yeah, Heroes and Fantasies if you live in San Antonio. Mm. You probably already know it's a badass store. So check that out. Mm. Um, tell your friends about Sticker Fridge and yeah, follow and us. And yeah, tweet at us. Uh, hashtag Make America Shrek again. Yep, Make America Shrek again. Let's do it, guys. <laughs> See ya. All right, have a good night. Somebody won't tell me the world is gonna roll me. I ain't the sharpest tool in the shed. She was looking kind of dumb with her finger and her thumb in the shape of an L on her forehead. Well, Peter start coming and they don't stop coming. Fed to the wings and I hit the ground running. Till the next day it's not a little for fun. Your brain gets smart, your head gets dumb. So much to do, so much to see, so much wrong with this. In the back streets, you better know if you don't know.